afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rock Solid, your comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. I'm Gary Lucy. How's everybody feeling tonight? I can't hear you. <laughs> you say rock. I say Hudson. No, wait, I say rock. You wait. say <laughs> Hudson. Rock. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be roll, but that's okay. <laughs> rock yeah. roll like the uh, Flintstone. Uh, there's a town I know where the hipsters go called Bedrock. Twist, twist, twist. I love that. And then the record skips, and rock is gone a roll. And rock is gone a roll. <laughs> anyway, Pat, what are you doing? It's great to see you. I'm so excited. We got such a great show. This is going to be a good show. We are excited. We got uh, the silent partners here. Matt. Hey, hey silent. Uh, Pat, I got so I don't I don't I I know both of you guys are on a bit of a schedule. I got fuck all to do today, but I but I got a lot of stuff to uh, cram in. So I got a lot of new business. Uh, all right, I'll, I will proceed with new business. If you have any new business, jump in. Um, all I want to say is, in the month of November, um, there's reissues out the wazoo. There's going to be. Uh, many versions of U2's Octung Baby coming out, like a deluxe edition, a super deluxe edition, an uber deluxe edition. There's, uh, uh Rolling Stone Some Girls deluxe edition with bonus discs, 12 unreleased tracks, and all that and kind this of is stuff. And Im- this is important because there's hardly ever any new good records, so you want to go back and get that's like, right. Well, these are, records. these are things to buy for like <laughs> Christmas. These are things to put in your Christmas wish list, I, I guess. Oh, that's good. And what else? And also the, the Who is doing uh, the same deal with Quadrophenia. It's oh, good! Be a big crazy they haven't release. milked that enough. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> you got to, got to release all these things. We got to talk about Quadrophenia these days. I, yeah, I love, I love that. But uh, it's, it's just, it's a band's way of uh, telling your fans, give me forty more dollars. That's right. That's but right. no, it's good. There's, there's a lot of good. Reasons. There's also going to be a, a DVD released of uh, a Rolling Stones concert from uh, 1978 from uh, Some Girls Tour that's never been released before. Oh, never that. archives. That, that is, um, that is some good period of stones. So uh, yeah, just a lot of, just a lot of. Uh, a lot of uh, reissues for Christmas, things to put on your Christmas list because they're way expensive. Pat, right now it's time for our most exciting new segment. I don't quite have a name for it. It could be called the uh, Copycat Squad. Okay. It might be called Great Moments in Plagiarism. Okay. Or it might be called uh, Law and Order TFS. <laughs> TFS stands for it. That sounds familiar. Like that's T T S. So this is this one's kind of a cold case because I you know I only I only just now put it together. But first we're going to hear uh, Green Day from the year two thousand, and uh, this is a song called Warning. Okay, if you please, Matt. Glimmer of recognition in Pat's eyes. Yes. And now picture book, right? Yeah. Now, uh, Matt, if you would please play Exhibit B. Wow. Now, come on! That's crazy. Any American idiot can see. <laughs> That's the exact same song! <laughs> they, um... That's uh, the Kings with it's picture It's so funny, because they, uh, they like the Kings, too. I think they did a version of Tired of Waiting. Yeah, Tired of Waiting, I think, of our own songs. <laughs> wow, that's really that's really right on the money. Now, in case like I don't, I don't think you know. Obviously, Green Day could write their own good songs. Can and, they? Sure, they can. Yeah, they yeah, can. yeah, they have a lot of good tunes. And I, I never think this is out and out thievery. I just think it's floating. But come in the air. on, they know picture book. Yeah, yeah, they must. But right. I, uh, I, I, I caught up on some of that George Harrison documentary over the weekend, and they were talking about how oh they the wrote. Scorsese one. Yeah, yeah, that's on my TiVo. Is it good? It's so good. And they uh, uh, there's a bit about how they wrote My Sweet Lord, which is like a famous plagiarism case. Right. And uh, you know what they tried to do? Blame the black guy. Oh, of course. They tried to pin it on Billy Preston. And they got him, and he's like, you know, he's like, uh, he he kind of goes along with it, but uh, yeah, we're we, you know we're t- torn with Delaney and Bonnie, and we're just talking about gospel, and like, oh, this is kind of what a gospel changes sounds like, and they started singing, and then the next thing you know, oh, George, you know, so anyway. well, you know, George, this this is George is notorious for this kind of stuff because. James Taylor's first album was on Apple Records, mm-hmm. and uh, on that album is a song called Something in the Way She Moves, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then after that, he, he, they kept hearing James Taylor recording this recording, and all of a sudden, uh, George Harrison comes out with a song called Something, and the first line is, Something in the Way <sighs> She Moves, and so it's like, come on, George. Man. Stay out of the studio. Stop stealing. <laughs> Great. Here comes old, here comes old Robin Williams, uh, George <laughs> Harrison again. Hide your songs. 
Anyway. <laughs> I yeah, feel like I have to say, though, Gary, yeah. stop snitching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gary, you're the music rat. You're right, you're right. Snitches, no one likes a rat. All right. You got another example of this? Well, uh, now it's time. We got so much new business. We got to move okay. on to our other popular news segment, um, which is uh, Rock Solid Buzz Cuts. <laughs> I forgot to put the uh, sounders on the thing. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, you got it? Yeah, this is, we're going to have some bu- uh, Rock Solid Buzz Cuts. And it's either warranted or... The buzz is either warranted... Rock Solid <laughs> Buzz <laughs> the buzz is either warranted or it is I mean it's either justified or unwarranted now I don't want to relitigate the whole Black Keys thing with you we've, we've established you're not a fan so I moved on to a different song that's uh, getting a lot of I like fun. that new song what, well maybe the we'll one talk, with the, the black guy dancing maybe we'll talk about that later in a second but uh, right now I want to talk about uh, the new uh, Florence and the Machine or uh, Flomax as I like to call them they have a uh, <laughs> Their uh, second album is out, and it's uh, got an A in Entertainment Weekly. And uh, let's hear uh, let's hear what it sounds like now. Have you heard any of this? I haven't. Well, this, so this is, is good. good. Well, this, me... this is called by, like where the water something or other. What the water gave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about Quadrophenia. You know, I'm not. I haven't heard this. <laughs> Time So this is Annie Lennox. <laughs> Sounds like solo Annie Lennox. Kind of does, yeah. It really does. That harp that represents the water droplets. It's a nice effect. <laughs> I'm guessing. This is a long buzz clip. Yeah, it's a long buzz clip. You can start bringing it down, man. <laughs> I want to make sure it gets to a good stopping point and that you had enough information on which to base your ruling. Okay. What do you think? I go first? Yeah. Um, <sighs> Pat Francis, I is mean, the buzz justified? I, I mean, it's, quit avoiding the question. <laughs> no, 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 no. It sounds. I mean, it sounds good. Yeah, I, a, I would have to give that a couple more listens, though. But it doesn't. You know, it's um. Justified. I think it's justified. Justified. <laughs> now, would every song sound similar like that, or, or does it? Or, you I haven't know what really I mean? heard it yet, and you know, my my problem with it is like. You know, I don't know when I would pull that out and say, oh, I need to hear some of that. Or right, right, right. That's what I was thinking. If I do, there's other you know places I would I would look for that flavor. I think I think she's for real. I think it's it's a great song, and but I think I wish you would have waited. It seems like that the the last album really hadn't finished its cycle yet. Like, yeah, that's the secret. Like as as Johnny Massey teaches us, you got to learn how to disappear for a second and then come back. So I think I think she'd be a much bigger star if she would have like put this out in about April. Or something like that. Right. So uh, maybe so, she's trying to pull a Hall and Oates, where you have four years where you never leave. Right. Right. Exactly. Just when the last <laughs> single of the album stops, the next single was released. It's like a human centipede of yeah. uh, singles. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> you, yes. Down and down. So uh, surprisingly, I'm going to say that the buzz is unwarranted. Are you saying it's unwarranted? Uh, and you're only saying it's unwarranted because of when she chose to release this. Yeah, yeah. Timing's part of it. You know. Uh, you think if she would have held out till summer, you, this might be justified for you. I would say it might be justified in them. So, I mean, it's certainly, based on its own merits, it's justified. Oh, right. <laughs> now I've we're al- just hearing things. I've always loved Florence Henderson. And if she wants to <laughs> make music with a machine, then so be it. Right on. Yes, she did. She's got that Westonality. And you know what? Uh, uh, my last... Uh, my yeah. last bit of uh, new business is we're having a impromptu surprise round of title fight. That's what? right. What? We didn't even expect this. The Did title at issue, Lonely Boy. In this corner, Andrew Gold. <laughs> well, I do love this song. <laughs> Figures. We've heard enough. And in this corner. Wait a minute. That is, <laughs> that is sonically uh, appealing. That is. Okay, we'll hear a little more. He was born on a Who produced this? I'll find that out right now. Uh, let's see. Here it says on Wikipedia. Oh, um, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's had a few drinks today. 
His mother and father said, what a lovely boy. Love it. Teach <laughs> what we learned. Oh, yes, just what we learned. They're going to dress him up? <laughs> Send him to school? It'll teach him how to fight to be nobody's fool. And in this corner... <laughs> Just died in June. From, oh, is that right? Yeah, at age 59. Well, get ready to dance on his corpse, because out of Akron, Ohio, wow. the mighty Black Keys! <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> Suck it. Listen. Do this with your ears. Listen to it with your balls. <laughs> Listen to it with your friend's balls, because you'll be sucking them off. <laughs> That's just rude. I find this song way better than any of the songs from their last album. Stop the music! (laughs) Wait a minute, what's that you're saying? I I find this song better than any of the songs from their last album. Would you say that it's as good or maybe even better than Andrew Gold? I'm not talking about, thank you for being a friend. I'm talking, you know, the Lonely Boy. Do you think the Black Keys have interpreted the uh, title Lonely Boy maybe better than the late great well, Andrew Gold? Well, I didn't even hear a lyric. So if they're just, if that's just one Lonely Boy playing some music. Well, I'm so above you and it's plain to see. But I came to love you in this way. I, wish, I just wish all the vocals weren't filtered. It's an aesthetic. It's a choice. Is it a choice or a trick to hide the fact that maybe he can't sing? Well, here's the thing. In the way that I couldn't compare um, uh, the White Stripes to Leo Sayer, <laughs> I can't really, I can't really choose this over one. I mean, you know, Andrew Gold has uh, two hits from the seventies. Yes, and uh, and these it's two thousand eleven. It's hard to hard to compare this to. I, I would call it a draw just because of time frame. But at least you're saying they've they've moved down the field a little bit for you from um, the uh, from the brothers album. Yeah, I do like this like song a bit better. I do like this song. That's all I needed right. to hear. <laughs> That's very good. Excellent. I think it's I think it's I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's gonna be great. I love that. Uh, I love it has that little like woozy part in the in the on the guitar. And the video's fun. Oh, yeah, with the dude dancing. That is the dude dancing. All right, well, that's good. And I think that concludes new business. I can't believe you didn't play the Rod Stewart Tina Turner version. <laughs> Tina Turner, Tuner? You know Tina Turner, don't you? Uh, well, I, all I know is that, you know, it takes two to make a thing go right. Yeah. And now they've recently discovered that what? it also takes two. To tango. To make it out of sight. <laughs> and to tango. You know, uh, we're talking about duets, Pat. I'm, I'm Ebony. You're Ivory. I'm the island. You're the stream. <laughs> That's all I got. I don't know. Boy, I hope none of those duets are in here. <laughs> yeah, no. There might be a couple. I don't know if I like my choices this week. I love my choices. As usual, <laughs> it was like, it was torture. Like, uh, <laughs> Matt is shaking his head because <laughs> he can see your choices. Are <laughs> oh, you looking at my choices? Yeah, I like a couple of them. Uh, well, some of them I picked for fun because I, I, some of them are things that no one's ever, I don't think people have heard. So I wanted it to be fun too. How many, uh, do you have six or seven? I have six. Okay. I have seven. I'll start then. Okay. Well, this isn't fair because we're only supposed to have six. I thought we were supposed to have seven. Matt? Well, you have an out, a play out. Well, I have a play out. That doesn't seem fair. He just had 14 <laughs> minutes of business up top. Okay. Go ahead. You go first. All right then. Well, all right. I'll, 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 uh, I'll uh, cut it down. Well, 
Yeah, go ahead. Okay, let's hear this. This is uh, this song called Palomino. This is... Oh, um, Neil Diamond and Barbra Streisand. No! <laughs> this is a group called The Mates of State, and it's a husband and wife named uh, Corey Gardner and Jason <laughs> Hamill. They have... Uh, That's two dudes. No, no, no. It's a, a, a Corey, a girl. Oh, okay. And uh, it's... Um, they have seven albums, six EPs, and two lovely children. And uh, this is from their newest album, Mountaintops, and it's... I think you can hear this in a beer commercial or a Burger King commercial these days. And we'll just hear a tiny bit. The new Whopper from Burger King. Sound familiar? I don't know if it does. I want to hear two people singing, though. They, uh, Mates of State have that thing where, is that the boy singing? Is that the girl singing? Are they singing together? Is it one voice? Is it two? They're, they're so like, you know, like, uh, they seem like a, like a very happy couple. It seemed like a kind of thing like, oh, I wish I was in a rock band with my wife traveling you, around. It's not too late. All right, I got to go. <laughs> She's <laughs> on the keyboards. Nice. He's on the drums. But, uh, yeah, check out those Mates of State's album. They're, it they're wasn't, really it wasn't as distinctive of a duet, like where you hear, like, Two distinct true. voices, but that was good. That was my well. That um, I think uh, I think we're gonna get there. So just uh, all right. But uh, I'm I'm like trying to build towards something, Pat. It's called all production right. value. All right. <laughs> I just uh, I just I went willy nilly all over the place with mine. Okay, this is a song. Where, okay, what year was your song from? That was from 2011. Oh, that's very recent. Yes. <laughs> Let's go 30 years back in time to uh, an album called Dead Ringer. This is Meatloaf's follow up album. To um to the classic Bad Out of Hell album. Mm-hmm. Now this is uh this is when Milo he had a fight with Jim Steinman and Steinman left and 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 Todd Rundgren doesn't produce this someone else does. These are all uh, Jim Steinman songs. Uh, also, Meatloaf had had a nervous breakdown and then had lost his voice. Oh no! And so he does not really sing as good. As he did on Bad Out of Hell, but this song is called. Thank goodness you brought this in. So yes, far. this is called. Well, this is. I brought this in more for fun because <laughs> this is called Dead Ringer for Love, and it's a duet with with Cher. Oh my god! And just it just sounds like both of them are trying to outsing oh, the other one, and uh, <laughs> and this has the classic um, chorus where they sing rock and roll and brew. Oh. Which means beer. So rock and roll and brew, rock and roll and brew, and it's not. There's a video out there somewhere too. But uh, let's hear a lot of this. Okay, here goes Crazy Cher. Remember when she used to sing like this? coming <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> and it <laughs> it also has like a rocky horror feel and totally. <laughs> and he uh and you know meatloaf he sings a duet on every album but it's all mm. it, this, this just sounded like we're, we're just gonna sing so crazy that people will forget uh paradise paradise by the dashboard light <laughs> but share remember when Cher used to sing like that just like crazy you don't that was like gypsies tramps and thieves days she was. so uh do yourself a favor do not seek that out <laughs> dead ringers dead ringer that song made me want to ski into a tree. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> wow. I don't get it. No, I do. Sonny Bono. All right, uh, you're up, Gary. Yeah, let's go uh, way back to the early 60s. And this is a uh, – this uh, talking about being in a rock band with your wife, this is, this is a song that, like, um, really makes me, you know, uh, think fondly of my wife. 
I like I like her. I like her. She's great. You should marry. You should marry her. <laughs> I should marry her again. But this is like She's a third time's charm. Because <laughs> like uh, I sort of think of like uh, our our marriage is kind of based on this classic marriage of uh, Louis Prima and uh, Keely Smith. Whereas you know I'm kind of like the big lummox, and she's like this refined little uh, birdie, and yet somehow it like works together. So this is I I, I was I was going to bring on some some weird ones, but this is uh, let's just go with the classic that old black magic. This. Check it off. This jumps, it jives, and it wails. So, this is very much like Brian Setzer. Oh, black magic has been spelled. Oh, black magic that you weave so well. Oh, listen to her classy voice. Slice your fingers up and down my spine. Thug. The same old witchcraft when your eyes meet mine. The same old tingle that I feel inside. And then that elevator starts its ride. The production value is excellent on this. It's amazing. Yeah, this is like some capital reissue. Yeah. It's really good. Vibe! Put out the fire! Yeah, have yourself some, like, get yourself some uh, Louis Prima, Keely Smith records. What a singer. I, I was lucky enough to see her. In Las Vegas one time, like like some friends were going to see the Royal Crown Review, mm-hmm. you know, the, from the Swingers movie, and she was like, she was at like at the little lounge, like adjacent to where oh, they were geez. playing. You got no over here. This is the show, man. You got to see Keely. Well, we're no, we're gonna go see Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Exactly. Yeah. What? <laughs> but um, we're gonna go see the Brian Setzer Christmas Show. Ooh. My uh, grandmother tells me that uh, is your grandmother's still alive. Uh, she is not. She, okay. but uh, she told me that uh, uh, you know she was like you know she was like a hipster in New York in the time and said uh, Louis Prima tried to bang her pre Keely Smith, but she wouldn't do it because uh, oh he had terrible skin. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, otherwise w- yeah. would have done it. Otherwise, would've, so it could have been uh, it could have been uh, uh, Louis Prima and Francis Stanley. Not as not as good a singer, <laughs> but uh, she was. Um, there's her other uh, take uh, uh, celebrity gossip. She came, he's like Johnny Weissmiller. Wonderful swimmer, terrible lay. <laughs> Wait, your grandmother slept with Johnny Weissmuller. According to her, you know who knows. Why would she lie about that? Why, would she, why would she even tell? Why would she tell a child? I don't know. I don't know. Now give Nana a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Those were bedtime stories yeah. when Gary was growing up. <laughs> Once upon a time, Gary. That song, that song you just played, that would be in your same playlist as the from a few weeks back. The pussy, 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 pussy. <laughs> Not pussy at all. Song. No, no, no. Completely different. <laughs> no. All right. Now, what do you got? A lot of people think that it has to be a, a dude and a lady, right? Singing a duet, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't, I don't see why <laughs> two white bread rockers can't get together why and not, just man? and just Experiment. lay down and just lay down a track exactly. in, in 1983 <laughs> from the High Adventure album. And I'm not even. You'll know it. Here we go. Don't fight it. <laughs> Moonshines in the lyrics. A lot of feathered hair. Yep. A lot of tight pants. Hey, Steve Perry. A couple of guys who sang on We Are the World <laughs> stood next to each other. Don't fight it, people. Go to iTunes, download it. That's from the Loggins album. Yeah, that's from High Adventure. Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that sounds good. I like yeah, it. That's uh, that's Neil Giraldo of uh, the Pat Benatar. Uh, Neil Giraldo on guitar. Oh, three's a crowd. Yeah, uh, well, he, he doesn't see these two want to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a copy of High Adventure autographed on my wall. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. You're uh, you're on a bit of a Steve Perry streak these last couple weeks. Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Don't fight it, if that's what I'm you're feeling. Fight it. Don't fight the feeling. Um, this is, uh, you know, we, like, try to, uh, you know, introduce, like, like new things and, like, talk about things we haven't talked about before, but this was, like, this subject was too perfect. Like, it's well-established okay. that uh, I'm a big uh, Jenny Lewis fan, and we all know that you love Elvis Costello. 
I do now. What if they did a duet? Well, I wouldn't believe that that existed. Well, here's a little some of it. Now, we're going to come in, I think, on the chorus and then hear the Elvis part. And then, uh, Are we'll you listen. sure this isn't going to be Elvis Costello and Daryl Hall? No. <laughs> not the only flame in town? It's not going to be that. Oh, it's gonna Almost be. made my list. Oh, this is... Uh, uh, this, uh, and, and, you know, Matt's a big Civil War buff. Yeah, he loves the Civil War. So, and this is kind of about the, the Reconstruction era. It's called uh, Carpetbaggers okay. on Rock Solid. good like adenoidal like little straining voice elvis where do i find that song that is on her second solo lp called acid tongue and it's great and how would you download that song how would you like to have that for a move how would you like to be uh hello jenny lewis uh elvis costello here i love your work uh, let's do a song together well, wait it's on her album so wouldn't she have called him i think she called him or no uh, i think he called her and just, said, "Let's do an album on your. Let's do a song on your album." Yeah, well, no, it's just write a song, love. He just want, he doesn't want to write a song. Don't oh, you see what I'm getting at? You think what he wants to do is do? <laughs> he wants to do some uh, naughtiness. But the fact that you know, they, let's just say they made some beautiful music together. No, no, right. no he's, he's happily married. I'm not. I'm sure he's. Yeah, just he's married fan. to a singer, D- Diane Krall. Diane Krall, yeah. yeah, great singer. But uh, but man, she's about forty years older than uh, Jenny Lewis. So let's, uh, <laughs> anyway, let's dial that down. <laughs> dial that down. That's what I call that. That is conjecture on my part. I'm out of order. <laughs> Pat, it is in your court. <laughs> we're going to go back to 1983. Where the, Wait, we're, we're, we were in 1983 with it's Don't Fight It, and we're going to go back there. Um, <laughs> this is kind of like, uh, this is uh, this is similar to what they were doing with, uh, with the, uh, the Dead Ringer song, where mm-hmm. they wanted to recapture um, another duet like uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. This is from Stevie Nicks' uh, second solo album. Her first solo album had Stop Dragging My Heart Around with Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, well, for my next solo album... Let's just do another song with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And this was called I Will Run to You. And I think a lot of people might not know this one. So here we go. covers the same territory as Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Those two sound good together, though. Those voices go very nice together. I wonder if they did the deed. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Go ahead, Matt. You know what? What, the- whoa, whoa, what <laughs> happened? We're moving. No, I'm sorry. Wait, Matt, I'm sorry. I was. Sorry. I thought we we're gonna have a little Wait chat a about it first, and then and then we're gonna we're seamlessly we're, we're gonna seamlessly move into the sounded <laughs> sounded like is this a duet with drums? Is this Neil Peart and was, Peter Chris? I was thinking you and me would have a little sing along. No, I was I was gonna point out that uh, I was thinking of like like one of those SAT questions, like. Um, Tom Petty is to stop dragging my heart around as uh, Alicia Keys is to Empire State of Mind. It's kind of like that same thing where they're not, they're, you know, it's like, you know, they're not, they're kind of t- singing two separate songs in those songs. Right, yeah, they, yeah. They like uh, work together. But uh, I was not familiar with that, and that does sound uh, very good. Yeah. What? Uh, um, From the Wild Heart album. Wild Heart. Are you sure? <laughs> no, I don't, no, I don't, I don't even know that one. I'm I know, it right in front of me. I know the, uh, the and, um... What other what other uh, um, duets does she have? She has like the uh, she's uh, she, uh, leather and laces with John Henley. That's good. That's good. And um, and um, 
Can't think of anything. I mean, her and her and uh, Lindsay sing uh, songs together. Lindsay who now? Lindsay Buckingham. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Pat, do you know what a time it is right now? Now is the time on Rock Solid when we dance. Everybody up. <laughs> <laughs> Matt is up. No, Matt is going. He's going. He's doing like. By the way, a, Matt, uh, you've worn that same T-shirt the last three records. Yeah. Matt's doing a uh, modified uh, Charlie Brown Christmas special dance. Pat, do you realize we are living in the golden age of whistle songs? There's a, I didn't realize that. Is this two people whistling together? It might be, but this is uh, uh, Peter Bjorn and John, and it's called Young Folks. Okay. If I told you things I did before Told you how I used to be Would you go along with someone like me? All right. We're going to stick through the chorus because it has some bananas you know bongo playing. I'm waiting to hear a second voice. She's coming. She's coming. She's a little late. Would Women. She's parking right now. Someone like me. I did before and had my share I didn't need nowhere I would go along with someone like you They sound the same mm-hmm. Except she's got boobs <laughs> I'd like to hear the drums out front a little more <laughs> What's the name of Oh no. It's like a Hanna Barbera chase scene. <laughs> so they're a trio from Sweden. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One too many for duets. That's just it. Well, uh, Peter Bjorn and John is a trio. And okay. and I, the, I wish they were a one hit wonder because that song is perfect in every way. I love it. And uh, that's uh, the girl's called Victoria Bergsman. Who's from a group called The Concrete? She dropped in, and that's the first I'd ever heard of him. I thought, "Oh, that's what these guys are about. This is great." But it turns out that was just like kind of like what they're not about, and that's just like a, it was like a little bait and switch. Oh, so when you buy their album, you're like, "Ugh, uh, I don't like the rest of this stuff." There's like some okay other stuff, but you know, and they've and they've had some like some kind of you know alternate hits since then. But uh, that was um, yeah. Well, there's is that is that a phenomenon where they should have stopped at being a one hit wonder? Maybe maybe that's a subject for a future show. Yeah, that would be a good subject for a future show. But uh, I think it's those, those bongos just take it to the stratosphere and the and the shin them. Maracas. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. like the uh, that's like the cowbell and don't fear the reaper. Exactly. I need more. Matt is up and moving. What's going on, Matt? <laughs> oh. Oh. <What>? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> uh oh, he was going to do something. Ah. Matt, you're like you're like Beck today. <laughs> <laughs> I have to step in. Yes. That sounds suspiciously. I know it came first, yeah. but uh, the new uh, hit, the hit song of the summer, uh, Pumped Up Kicks, I feel like that, oh, uh, right, exactly. that oh. is a, a case uh, ready to be prosecuted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Swipe a roo if ever there was one. Yeah, that one I think it is out, out the ivory. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's points. There's Pumped Up Kicks. There's um, that uh, Britney Spears has got some whistling. Uh, Home, the Edward uh, and the Magnetic Zeros. And um, that uh, lips, what the Mick Jagger song was that one about the Maroon Five? That has some whistling. It's yeah, a lot of whistling, whole lot of whistling going on. Seems like yes, seems like the Andy Griffith theme song could come back and be a hit. <laughs> yeah, let's remix that. Oh, <laughs> 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 All right, what do you All right my next duet is uh, is uh, from Ray Davies. He had an album out last year called "See My Friends," where he oh, did yeah. he did fourteen kink, uh, kink songs with uh, other artists, artists ranging from. Uh, people that you don't like, like John Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. to people like Mumford and Sons and the '88 and Metallica and uh, Alex Chilton and Spoon and Black Francis and Billy Corgan and Bruce Springsteen and so just uh, and Metallica. Did I say them? I'll say them again. So uh, it's just all over the board with different people, and they're all Kink songs. And one of the uh, one of my favorites and one of my favorite Kink songs and one of my favorite songs of all time is Waterloo Sunset. Yes. And this is uh, Matt, Matt's favorite, Jackson Brown, oh. with Ray Davies, and this is Waterloo Sunset. It's just the two guys and some acoustic guitars. Dirty old river, must you keep rolling, into the night. That's Southern California's own Jackson Brown. <laughs> People so busy, make me feel dizzy. He's our version of Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and I don't this might, a, this might help get your daughter to sleep at night, man. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Ray. As long as I gaze on what a well, that's a great song, no matter who sings it. Every day 
So the uh, the story on this is uh, this was recorded at Conk Studios in London. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Ray's studio, and uh, Ray was putting the album together. And Jackson Brown hears that Ray's putting the album together, and he calls Ray and says, "Hey, I'd like to, I'd like to sing something with you." First he says, uh, first he calls a few times, and Ray's like, "Who's uh, Jackson crying. Brown?" Crosses Jackson Brown. Don't answer it. Don't <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so they turn up at the studio, and he, uh, just two guys with acoustic guitars, and, and Jackson says, "Let's try Waterloo Sunset." And Ray's like, uh, "It's kind of saving it for Nora Jones, but." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> and uh, there you go. That's from See My Friends. This is a great album. That's I would if I was ever on a trip to London, I would probably need to get my picture taken at the uh, Waterloo Station. That is just uh, I uh, did that, and I did, got my picture taken in front of Conk Studios too. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, do you know who the Terrence and Julie uh, he refers to? In that, uh, well, uh, they say it's uh, Terrence Stamp right. and Julie Christie, right? Exactly. Yeah, right. just as like typical characters of those uh, times. Yeah. yeah, I was just in London about a year ago, and I. Told my wife we got to get on a Waterloo station. She's like, it's really cold out. <laughs> and I know we got to go out. Okay, get so we go down there, and I go, okay, let's get down. Let's go outside now. Can't we just see it from inside? It's really cold. And then you're like, no. okay, take my take my picture. And she's like, it's too cold. And uh, cold. then a the shaggy haired man came up and said, hey, I'll take it. You're like Jackson Brown. <laughs> what are you still doing hanging around here? <laughs> he goes, well, just like I called Ray and asked him to be on his album, I would like to join you for your vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Certain things don't need collaborating, Jackson Brown. <laughs> <laughs> like our love. <laughs> like our love. <laughs> Speaking of uh, of uh, Jackson Brown, uh, this is a song called Jackson. This is one of the all time great duets, uh, originally recorded by Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash. But uh, we're not going to hear that version. No. We're going to hear a fucking bizarre version by uh, Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood. Are you familiar with Lee Hazelwood? Um, I think I am. Terrifying man. Look at that guy. Look at that mustache. That mustache oh. could kick my ass. Now, unlike. He's 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 like a decent like singer producer guy, but unlike Johnny Cash, like Johnny Cash is very dark right. character. Very yeah, well, he's the man in black. He's the man in black, but he also had a very good sense of humor. He had some funny songs and things like that. Yeah. Lee Hazelwood, no sense of humor. Girl named Sue. Exactly, girl. That's that's a you know boy named Sue. That could be boy named Sue. Three feet high and rising. I'm off my game today. Lee Lee Hazelwood, no such thing. Just he's just like the just like the fucking drunk stepdad, the <laughs> coach of the bad team, bad news bears, uh, Vic Morrow kind of guy. Just but you know the kind that like once you got a little like sixteen, you could kind of you know push him down. You know he'd, right. he'd bitch out on you. But as it is, he's fucking terrifying. I Lee Lee Hazelwood, and and he's so imagine there's this great video I posted of this song of uh, it's it's uh, Lee and. Uh, Nancy Sinatra, they're prancing off to Jackson. Okay. It, it appears to be down the center of Fountain Boulevard, you know, just of course. Like, but uh, and and this song, it's like a playful duet where they're kind of sniping at each other and ribbing each other. And Johnny Cash and June could get away with it because there was true love that endured throughout the ages, right? But uh, Lee Hazelwood, I don't think he gets that they're playing characters because several times he balls up his fist and like goes to make a swing at her. Which isn't a good idea in for, the video. Yeah, but, and he's not that good an actor to make it seem like it's. And he you know, know, she, he knows that Frank Sinatra exactly. is her yeah. dad, right? I know, I know. That's not, well. Have we heard much from him lately? No. Mm. So that's well. like yeah. But uh, so um, uh, we're gonna play it in the middle. Like there's like we're gonna hear it's like some beautiful harmonica work. I don't know who it's by. I'm sorry. I tried to look it up. Then we're gonna hear. Um, Nancy tried to play a little joke on him, and he's, you know, she's, you know, she's gonna say, "Well, when you go to Jackson, all the ladies are gonna laugh at you." And he delivers this line. I'll just say it so you don't miss it. He says, "I doubt it," and then your blood just runs cold. Like, <laughs> come on! And then, and then, like, like in the original, like it's obviously June kind of gets the best of him, and right. you know, but uh, in this one, Nancy blinks because she's scared for her life, and right. so like to, the only thing they could do to lighten up the mood is like some groovy backup singers have to come in and say, "Jackson." Jackson. Who, Jackson. <laughs> who even put these two people together? They, I think they were in love or something. They recorded a classic song called Some Velvet Morning, which is one of the greatest songs of all time. All right. But this, uh, but we're going to hear their version of Jackson starting at that harmonica part I mentioned. Because I'm going to Jackson. Uh. But that's all she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> they laugh at you and Jackson. And I'll be dancing on a pony keg They'll lead you round that town Like a scarlet hound With your tail tucked between your legs Yeah, yeah, yeah Go to Jackson You big-talking man She's the Liz Fair of her time <laughs> She's a limited vocal ability <laughs> She's gonna be behind her J-Pan fan We got married in a fever Hotter than a pepper 
Everybody, Jackson, Jackson, Jackson. Petticoat Junction, <laughs> Petticoat Jackson. <laughs> anyway, that's that's how that goes. When you guys see this video, you're not gonna believe it. Post it. I it looks like it. Uh, it looks like a parody of a thing like this, but it's a thing. <laughs> so anyway, wow. sorry, sorry to go on and on about Jackson. Oh, I'm spent. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone catch your breath. Okay. Jackson. Okay, I'm ready. All right. This is uh this is from 2006. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes Allison Krauss. Mm-hmm. She's a crossover. She's a crossover. She's a crossover. <laughs> and um she decided that she wanted to do uh remake the John Waite uh, classic Missing You, which is still on radio today. Mm-hmm. Number one hit song. And she said All by herself? Wait a minute. She's going to sing that song all by herself. No, you know what she does? She says, "You know what? I, I might as well have John Waite sing it with me." Oh. <laughs> so here's a little uh, here's a little of uh, Missing You from 2006. Uh, I think this was Grammy nominated, actually. How do you like those pipes, Nancy Sinatra? about you and it's almost driving me wild and it's my heart that's breaking down this long distance like tonight but I ain't missing you at all since you've been gone In this video, she balls up her fist <laughs> and just punches him full on in his British mouth. <laughs> All right, that's good, Matt. Teeth go flying everywhere. <laughs> he must be um, uh, just uh, have a lot of money just from that song because that song has been remade so many times by so many people, and you still hear that on the radio today. It's weird. It sounded good. What do you think about that move, though? Of like, like remaking, like, like here's the here's the here's the uh, refuge of scandals. There's the uh, standards album, mm-hmm. the Great American Songbook. Then you record some duets of your hits. Yeah. And then if let's say you're Tony Bennett, then you uh, record some duets of standards. Yeah, I just, I mean, <laughs> I like this because it was it was on her album, and she invited him to do it. Uh, and, and I don't mind the Ray Davies thing, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan. I don't like standards anyway. I hate standards. Oh, hate them. Maybe I should excuse myself. Then hate them. No, I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't like standards. Maybe Rod Stewart made me hate standards. May, well, he, that's that's definitely not a place to start. But they're it's they're they're standards, Pat. You can't hate them. I like cla- I like, like classic. Classics. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I hate standards. <laughs> I, they're just standard. Just vegetables. What are they called? Standard. Fresh. They're just standard. You're standard fare. It's like it's fly a, me to the moon. Standard. They've made it into the pantheon. There, <laughs> but then why do they just call them? They're just. <sighs> what do they just call them? They're average. No, they're like exceptional. <laughs> what are they calling exceptional then? <laughs> they, they the set the standard. They're the standard. <laughs> they set the standard. I just think they're the eh, standard issue. <laughs> it's like your fatigues. Here you go. Everyone get some. <laughs> we need a. We need a song over. Uh, got you. Under my skin, fine, whatever, that'll work. Whatever. Yeah, pull it out of the bag of songs, the standard <laughs> songbook, well, the Great American Song Bag. They are overplayed. They are overplayed. <laughs> it's well, so is classic. Yeah. <laughs> now, I I, uh, I teased you earlier about having two from 1983 before, but I I'm about to double dip into 1968 here for uh, something. Uh, now, Pat, if there's anything that um, hipsters like, we like our big glasses. Uh-huh. We like our mustaches. Your weird beards. We like our weird beards. <laughs> we like our men cheap, cheap beer. We like to you know experiment a little. If you know if we've had a little pep blue ribbon and nature takes its course, that's fine. We like our expensive coffee. But more than any of that, we love us some Serge Gainsbourg. <laughs> are, are you familiar with his work? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> he is the Frenchest man who ever lived. I will open one of my ears to this. <laughs> this is uh, he's like uh, he. Matt, you know who this is, though. Okay. Kind of, kind of a singer, kind of an actor, kind of a raconteur. You just he would go on talk shows oh, and smoke. He's mostly. a lot like he's a lot like uh, Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> no, no, not that. No, no. not at all. Okay, <laughs> but uh, here's how French he was. Uh, he made an album with Brigitte Bardot mm-hmm. in uh, 1960. Blah, blah, blah. No, in 1968. And uh, this is uh, the hit single. Um, you go ahead and start. It's called uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Now, listen to this backings track. 
this is something like the Bomb Squad or something do, right? It's like kind of some ominous uh, guitar with like a hiccuping French idiot in the back, looped. Now, Brigitte, not the most gifted singer, doesn't really know when to come in. Listen, it comes as kind of a shock. Listen. Okay. Come to the singer, Like, like Dust Brothers or something like that. Alors voilà, Clyde a une petite amie. Elle est belle et son prénom c'est Bonnie. <laughs> Not that yet, Bridge. That's like she snuck up behind him. Leur nom. Bonnie Parker. Et Clyde Barrow. only hope she's topless in studio. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's that. I, I couldn't let the duet show go without... Uh, well, it sounds like she should be singing 99 Lift Balloons. <laughs> probably so. Probably so. I don't know if it's this song, but I, I heard that uh, this Serge Gainsbourg caused a scandal uh, mm-hmm. when he actually recorded uh, himself having sex and used the sound of a woman's orgasm in a, oh. in a song. Yeah, you know I about think, that? Yeah, that's um, uh, the, uh, it's called the um, Histoire of Melody Nelson, which, is, yeah, that's like a, uh, uh, yeah, that is pretty scandalous. And she might have been underage or something like that. It's a, it's a whole thing. Oh, terrific. But it's, uh, what can he say? It is... Quel damage. And then Guns N' Roses stole that idea from him for uh, a song on um, on uh, Appetite. The uh, Axl Rose is having sex with someone. Really? In this studio? With, oh yeah, with uh, the Ohio Players girl who's, who's <laughs> getting murdered on the roller coaster of love. Hey, my. Uh, <laughs> That's what that Phil Collins song is about. My my last duet uh, is. Um, I don't even want to introduce it. I think uh, I think we should have this uh, Star Child come in and introduce this one. Oh, Star Child, come on in. Oh, I didn't know he was here. How you doing, Mr. Gary Lucy? Oh, good to see you. How are you feeling? I heard you had uh, some... Uh, oh, a little throat surgery, but I'm, I'm doing fine now. You sound like you're in fine voice. I, mm-hmm. I'm a little raspy, but I'll get through it. All right, great. So anyway, Gary, a lot of times when I'm out on tour, people come up to me and they say, Paul. Yeah. Not say what? <laughs> they say, Paul, what's your favorite of all the duets? <laughs> and I say, what's my favorite of all the duets? <laughs> well, there are many good duets out there, but I would have to say my favorite is, I ain't no nice guy. By Ozzy Osbourne and Lemmy Killmaster. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know this. This sounds like a oh, rock solid. Metal Summit. Let's hear it. That's Lemmy's mole on tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> guys are not nice. It's a nice song from those two old devil worshippers. <laughs> I never heard that in my life. Whose album is that on? That is on, I think it's on um, a Motorhead album, but you can uh, you can find it on iTunes. It's on Ozzy Osbourne's uh, Princess, Pr- Princess, Prince of Darkness box set. Oh, that's great. I Ain't No Nice Guy. Man, what a... 92. What a character he is. How old do you suppose Lemmy is? He must be in his 70s or something. I don't know, but he still hangs out at the Rainbow, <laughs> lives, has an apartment just above Sunset, and, uh, you know... Loves the pizza down there at the Rainbow. Amazing. Loves to play pinball. <laughs> why does he? Why? Why don't you have those things removed from your face, though? He's got really big, crazy like moles on his face. Maybe that's the source of his uh, talent. Maybe it's like his unborn twin or something. I mean, like. I'm vain that if I look in the mirror and I saw that, that I, I immediately go have that taken care of. Well, you've had a big booger this whole show, and you uh, seem to care about that. Christ, I'm glad this is not a <laughs> video podcast. Gary, you got one more? I got one more, and this is, uh, I'm so nervous to play this, because I've been trying to listen to this all week in the car to try to build up a resistance. I never once made it through this song 
without crying. So luckily we'll probably like a bit of, but, um, your glasses we, are steaming. <laughs> we talk a lot about, uh, you know, good singing and bad singing. This is, um, one of the great bad singers of her generation, uh, named Pal Shazar. Uh, she sings with this with a uh, jewel share. You heard jewel share. He, he oh wrote, yeah, 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 Jewel Shear, yeah. yeah. Money yeah. changes. Did he write Money Changes Everything? Yeah, he wrote that, and he wrote. Yeah, he 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 wrote a few hits, and um, but so uh, yeah, this it isn't. She's a bad singer, but she's like she's like a character singer. She's like think of like Olive Oil in the uh, Shelley Duvall in the Popeye movie. Oh, it's like that. I mean, it's not like a great voice, but it serves the story of the song and everything like that. So you heard my response, and you oh god. <laughs> well, just just give us. So this is off Jules' nineteen ninety two album. Uh, uh, the uh, healing bones and the song is called uh, oh it's it's called dreams dissolve in tears oh, man i don't i promised myself i wouldn't do this <laughs> on rock solid gary is crying <laughs> it's kind of a cradle to grave story of like a doomed romance and you're like every time i hope the kids are going to work it out like jack and diane but they don't <laughs> And I have to, I have to correct myself. He did not write "Money Changes Everything." Tom Gray wrote that. Jules Shear wrote "All Through the Night," which was also on uh, "She's So Unusual." Stray cats. Speaking of weird voices, Cindy Lauper's got a weird voice. But anyway, so that goes on, and it has this great line towards the end about uh, you know uh, as as relationships goes further and further down, uh, you know about you know, uh, and then of course she was crying again one night out of two, and you know what he says to her? What? I guess there's always someone crying somewhere tonight. I guess it's you. And then she says, oh, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> he needs me. He needs me. <laughs> anyway, right. so, yeah, yeah, pick that up. That's, that's, that's our show. Great show. And, uh, uh, yeah, follow us on Facebook. Thank you, Matt Belknap. Thank you, Matt. For all, doing all you do so well. And uh, play, play us out of here. I have Here's a play this. out and a recommendation. This is from a, a DVD that's out right now. It uh, contains all the um, show, all the sh- Ed Sullivan episodes when the Rolling Stones were on. Oh. And you can also see stuff on these. Uh, not only will you see the Rolling Stones, you also see Flip Wilson. And you'll see uh, sitting you'll in see, with the stones, and you'll, yeah, and uh, and you'll see uh, Joan Rivers. Oh, it's the whole episode with the. the it's the whole run. episode, and you can also the DVD. You can also isolate and just play okay. the Rolling Stones. But this is uh, this is from 1966. I can't get no satisfaction from the Ed Sullivan Show. Well, here for all of the youngsters <laughs> of the country and Canada are <laughs> the Rolling. <laughs> <laughs> 